Hey, I'm Coach Jay. I'm the G-Man. We've built this podcast for the hardworking men and women of the automotive community. Some of you will listen and be entertained. Others will listen and apply. Our purpose is to provide both. Welcome to the Hard Shop Life. There you go. There you go. Jesus. Okay, here we are back again. (laughs) Here we are back at Hard Shop Life with your hosts, Coach Jay and the... G-Bed. And again, back by popular demand, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only, the bearded individual... Professor Ben Benjamin, how you doing, Benjamin? How What's you up, you guys? What's up, you guys? Hey, it's good to be with you tonight. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely, yeah, man. Of course, we're happy. I, to I gotta around. admit, I feel. I, I just let me start off and say this. I feel like I talked way too much in the last show. I'm gonna. I'm trying to talk less. It's gonna hey, be a real challenge for you me. You said it but first. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to talk a little less. You guys, but I'm the guest. Okay, you're gonna make me the guest. I get to talk, right? The guest has got to talk some. Yeah, yeah I get to talk as much as I want to about whatever I want to. Can't be a mute. Sure. Are we going okay, to so, stay with the NSFW rating, or are we, uh, are we trying to keep, keep it clean? Think, I, you know, I don't know. I don't want to be marked. You guys got your bleep meister? NSFW. You no, got your producer have... ready with the bleep button? The super yeah. producer? Yeah, we have our super producer ready for that. So, okay. so uh, you know, today's topic is, is one of those sensitive topics that Uh-oh. we wanted to bring up and discuss. You know? Not even sure what it is, honestly. Oh, I love how this is like people I, I love how I keep you guys guessing. We're back to the old Sensit- intro. Sensitive? Jay's taking charge again. Like, no, it's over. Are we talking about my chafed thighs? Those are sensitive. TMI, <laughs> 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 Ben. TMI. <laughs> so anyways, how about that local sports team? Yeah, see, G Man, if you're worried about me talking about midgets. <laughs> Come on. Can we go one episode without mentioning midgets, please? What, do you think people listen to the show for the on-point information presentation? (laughs) Well, we would hope so. Okay, so so here's here's the conversation. Here's the conversation. So we have been tasked to our audience. We have been tasked to implement, install a business development center for a, a dealership, right? BDC, exactly. And so we were talking the other day and we said, and here's a scenario. The scenario says, and, and we, we've already done the research and Ben, I have to tell you, you are right about one of these metrics. According, right. according first of all, I'm, I don't know if that I'm always right about everything. I don't know if that so, came out the way you wanted. You're which, right about one thing, one man. Which was I right about? So the one thing is they're definitely <laughs> Far more service calls into the store than there are sales calls. As a matter of fact, the ratio is ten to one. So in our yeah, conversation, yeah, I don't think it's even ten day, to one. I think it's like twenty to one. It probably is. All so, right. so you had mentioned to me, on, and this was, you know, of course, we were offline. You had mentioned to me that in a scenario where a phone is ringing in the BDC. And there was one individual that had to pick up the call, but the phone call was come. One call was coming in for service, and one come was coming in for sales. Which one should the BDC individual pick up first? All right, just just, just clarify the setup here. I'm 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 a sales and service BDC rep. Is that the deal? I answer sales calls and service calls. Yes, sir. My phone lights up simultaneously with a sales and a service call. Right, right. Which one am I going to pick up? 
Which one? Yeah. So the thing is, is all right. So let me one? ask you. Let me ask you a question. You're out. You're out. You're out searching for uh, precious metal. You get your metal detector. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it beeps. Mm-hmm. You're like, you got something here. But you look down. There's a gold nugget laying down there, and then right next to it, there's a silver nugget. Mm-hmm. Which one do you pick up? You can only you can only pick one. It's a very good question. So uh, feels like a trick well, question. That's a good question. Feels about like you pick up the gold nugget. Feels like a trick question. Yeah, it feels like a, well, first of all, it feels like a trick a, a trick question that which one's worth more? Which one's worth more? Well, that's what we're talking about, right? Very good, very good question. So you Come have on. one. Listen, listen. You have one gold nugget, one gold nugget, right? And that gold nugget is say it's an ounce, right? And then you have to pick up one silver nugget that's worth an ounce. So if I do a a, a, a nugget to nugget comparison, it's it's um you're right. It's it's one, right? It's one it the gold one is way more attractive, right? Right? If I'm following so now, you so, closely, now, so now we're debating now we're gonna debate which which is the gold nugget, right? Is it sales or service? No, 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 no. So I'm you I'm you put in the analogy. I'm I'm following along. I want to make sure that we have I'm, I'm understanding what you're putting down. These joint so, podcasts have become like Sales versus sales versus. Well, it is. It is. This is what I love. I mean, this is exactly what we dream of. All right. So, so you're, you're, oh, you guys, you're I got a toilet backed go. up over Let's here. Go. Can one of you guys take care of that for me? <laughs> <laughs> See? See? Andrew, he, he, he's learned. Okay. All right. Can you so guys get the service Let's, director on so the phone for me? Take care of this. Let's get to the, let's get to the point. So, the let's point see. is, let's well, see. he's trying to see, oh, well, the, the the sales call is the gold nugget and the service call is the is the silver nugget. Yep. Well, I'm going to tell you what prove right now. Prove me wrong. I'm going to prove you wrong right now. There, if 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 I am getting a constant supply of silver, and I know that silver is the thing that's constant, where am I going to go put my bucket? No, under the stream no of silver. Under the makes stream no sense of silver. To me. No, well, you're searching for silver, and then suddenly you stumble across a gold nugget. What are you just going to do? Be like, nope, I'm searching for silver. I don't okay, pick up the gold. Okay, so he, here's where here's where I think your analogy falls apart. If I could if I could jump into this, here comes the this conversation. Here's where the gold and silver nugget analogy falls apart. You have one, so you're you're walking along, and you have you you got your metal detector, and it goes off, and there are two nuggets there. Right, one's a rock. Let's say there's two objects. One's a rock, and the other one's silver. Now the rock might have gold in it, but then again, it might not. It's a rock, but the silver is guaranteed money. Which one do you pick up then? What are the odds on the rock? Uh, I mean, well, I've got data on this. I know that of these what, types of so, rocks, how many I pick up, I you perfect. know, I can what say the odds? X so, dollars per rock, right? right? Not all so, of them have gold. So what's the odds? I've so got then the data what, on this. Well, you're the then you're the, you're the you're the one to answer that question. What's the odds on the rock? I don't know. Well, what it, what's the chances of the sales call ending up in selling a car? How many? Twenty five percent. So twenty five percent. So it. now knowing that in twenty five percent at three grand. Honest answer. Honest answer. If you know that, you know you got a twenty five percent chance that that rock's gold. But you got a hundred percent chance that that rock's silver. Which one do you pick up? Well, how much is a silver worth? Like forty bucks. Uh let's guess. I'll take twenty five percent on three grand as opposed to forty bucks at hundred percent. No, no, no. The silver ones were two. Let's just say um, 
two two hundred fifty bucks. Actually, that's exactly what it is. It's two hundred fifty bucks. Two hundred fifty so, bucks in gross. Two hundred fifty bucks in gross. Yep. Yeah. So now, so the thing, the thing, the other thing you have to think about now is now you're you're gonna so you're gonna grab the silver one and leave the gold one. But guess what? There's ten silver ones for every one twenty five percent gold. No, 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 no. He said twenty. Oh, there's twenty, so there's 20 silver, silver ones. ones. So now there's so, five so, grand to three. Oh, grand. Yeah, but, five grand, but, 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 oh shit. Yeah, Oops, but sorry, it's sorry, it's sorry. like it's Let's like it's like this is a this is a microscopic, you know, compare. I mean, we're talking about one times in fifty that the phone lights up sales and service at the same time. This is this theoretical problem, right? You guys were asking if in some space this happens, the sales and service line light up at the same time. Which one do I pick up? What's a sure bet? In that one instance, you're not asking me which one do I consistently pick up as opposed to the other one. What's a sure bet? That's the question. What's a sure bet? What's 25% on three grand or 250 So let me ask you this. I see it. I I go back to when I was in college. I'll never forget. You know, I had a buddy of mine. uh, We called him Kickstand. Kickstand was, yeah, his name was Kickstand. I swear to God. Okay. So Kickstand (laughs) had an amazing way of looking at his... His technique and opportunities, mm-hmm. right? And I remember having one. I remember one time having a conversation with him after we'd gone out, you know, partying, you know, what you do in college, and you come back and you're sitting around, you're drinking, you know, you're drinking beer, and it's three o'clock in the morning, and and we talk about the night, and uh, uh, he's telling me, I said, kickstand, so talk to me, bro. Like, how was your night? He's like, ah, oh, pretty good. I, I kissed about four girls. I said, dude, that's badass. That's awesome. He's like, yeah, man. You know, it's all about the numbers. I said, what do you mean it's all about the numbers? I'm like, well, I, uh, you know, I probably asked about 150 girls if they, if, if I could kiss them. And they all said no. So kissing four girls is not so bad. But there's other people out there that, you know, like dream of kissing one girl a night. But the thing is that they haven't expanded their opportunity. And I yeah, said, man, are, wow. you looking, are you looking, are you looking for a one night stand? Are you looking for a wife? Ah, so that's interesting because the thing is, is at the moment in time, I had a girlfriend and he goes, but you know what? I'd rather be you. I said, what do you mean you'd rather be me? Did you just kiss four different girls? He goes, yeah, but I'd rather have the sure thing than the thing that I'm going to go search for every single time because I never know what I'm going to get. And I don't know the quality of what I'm going to get. So what do I want? I want the girlfriend. I want the girl that can I go go kiss. Like, mind you, if I look at the talent that I kissed tonight, it's 50-50. Two of the girls were super hot. Two girls were probably a four, four out of six, four, six, like four, six range. Two girls were about seven, eight. Hmm. And I said, interesting. And he goes, but your girlfriend's consistent. So even if she's a five... You're having a five all the time at your disposal. I'd rather take the five. And I said, hmm. Are you married to the five? Because you're not getting it whenever you want. First of all, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely married Good to point. the I'm definitely like, you, married you to the 11. And she's listening to this to the right five. now. And I married an 11. So that's who I married. And uh, that's why I never I'm looked happy. back. Never looked Got back. Got the top of the heap. Well, I married back. a 12, and I got to work my ass off every time. <laughs> All right, I'll give you a quote. Let's see if Gary can pick this one up. If someone gives you 10,000 to one on anything, you take it. Yes. If John Mellencamp ever wins an Oscar, I'm going to be a very rich dude. Kevin says that when he's down, <laughs> to, down talking in the warehouse talking to Jim. <laughs> and he says he's been going crazy since college basketball ended. He hasn't been able to bet on anything. <laughs> Did I get it? 
Jeez. Yeah, I think Michael Scott's about to jump off the into, uh, jump off the roof onto a bouncy castle. I think is the, is the so. Last time I the checked, full we were, context, but okay, yes, la- last it was I Kevin checked, Malone. Congratulations. Okay, well, last time I checked, we were an automotive podcast, and not the not the podcast of office mem- office uh, office of trivia. The office trivia. <laughs> Jeez, Louise I know. Back to the back to the original question, right? You, yeah, there's a piece of silver worth two hundred and fifty bucks, and there's a rock that has a one in four chance of being worth three grand. Yeah. So you Which one do you pick up? Oh, I get it. You're you're off. You're out mistress shopping, and I'm I, the and one. The, and the wife. one I get it. In the one, <laughs> <laughs> in the one, the one time, right? Because you, you, the one time that you are presented with this opportunity, right? You're looking down at both of the things. This is we're just talking about a hypothetical situation where the heavens open up and God says, "You may only choose one. Which one do you choose?" You pick up the rock. The odds are better. Well, because think, when you sell the car, then what do you do after you sell you know, the car? I, I hate to say this, but I got to go with the facts. And the facts of this whole thing is this, is we're both wrong because you make more money picking up the freaking parts department freaking phone <laughs> in a dealership than anywhere else. <laughs> true That's or not true? That's not the scenario. <laughs> <laughs> and Gary's going to agree. He called an audible. He called, he called an audible. <laughs> No, I think I think the 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 context of the conversation or the or the analogy is that like as you're staffing, you know, we're talking about staffing the BDC and building the BDC and where do we put people and how many people do we need for each side and and missing calls. You know, we were talking about what happens when you miss a service call and then we have a voicemail or what's the the backup to that um, and how important that is. And I think that's one of the reasons why we were talking about. Which call do you answer? Because it really sets the tone for how you staff everything. Yeah, I mean, the, at the end of the day, we can't miss any calls, right? Well, that's the goal. The goal is not to miss any calls. But I think, I mean, the, but if, if, you know, to not miss any calls, we'd have to severely overstaff, right? Like, we'd, we'd have to just, we'd have to have like three or four people sitting around doing nothing at any given time in order to make sure that we don't miss any calls at the peak times. We don't want to do that. It's like, where do you draw the line when it comes to staffing between what's the acceptable number of calls to miss, right? Yeah. Yep. Right? I don't know. That one I don't know put either. It, no, put I mean, it out there to the listenership. Zero's the goal, but then, you know, zero's unattainable. So then you got you to work your way down. And I think it's more of a math problem for, you know, expenses, right, versus gross. So. You know, if you're if you're understaffed, it'll show up because your your expense is too low. Your personal expense will be too low. And if you're overstaffed, it'll show up because your personal expense is going to be too high. And I think that's what yeah, helps I mean, you make that decision. Right. And the whole purpose of a BDC is you have somebody with specialized knowledge and skill set of converting a contact into an appointment. Right. That's the specialized skill. Right. That's the specialized knowledge. So, yep. okay. So if that person, if you can't get that, right, then what do you do next? What's level two? Right. For service, does it go to a voicemail? Does it go to an advisor? Right? For sales, does it go to a voicemail? Does it go to a salesperson? Right? So that's a right, that's a math equation, right? Then it kind of depends on how they're trained, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think it depends on the level of uh, competency from your advisors. Can they, you know, because you're interrupting whatever it is that they're doing. You want to make sure that they're calling call. everybody back and selling service and doing what they're supposed to be doing. So... You need to be really cautious with that. And if you have a high performing and you got to be honest with yourself, that's everybody out there listening, deciding if they want to do this, be honest with yourself. If you have a high performing advisor crew, 
you could probably let the bleed over go to the advisors. But if they're not, you have to, you're going to have to rely on voicemail. Yeah. And to clarify, when you say high performing, you're talking, you're not talking about high performing as far as selling on the drive. You're just talking about high performing as far as their ability to attain the specialized skill of converting a contact into an appointment. Yeah. Yeah. They have to have some level of competency with their customers, high CSI, you know, sales is part of it. They got to be selling and offering and you run through their repair orders. Like, because if you're the point, I think we're we're making or I'm making it. We're running into here is that you know we're going to struggle teaching these guys how to convert oil changes in the drive. And if we're focused on that, I don't want the phones interrupting that. So right. if you've got that stuff down, you know, then then you're fine. You can run that. Right. You know, I, I always tell the story about my my kid who played Pop Warner. He was like eight years old and. He was going to play quarterback, and it was him and another kid. And I remember being on the uh, on the field watching practice, and the coach is having him run just a regular draw play. So it's just turn and hand the ball off. And they're in the eye formation, and the running back will run up, and he's got to turn at the right time and stuff it in the bread basket. Um, and, uh, and, you know, uh, my son was late to the ball or to the running back every single time. Every time he went to turn, he had this little hop. So he'd hop and then turn, and that half a second – delayed the handoff and they would fumble and you know bad things would start to happen and so the coach came to him and said hey look you know we can do a lot this this play's boring we got a lot of fun plays we can run but you got to get this one right like, we got to get this snap right you got to get this into his into his mm-hmm. uh, uh, bread basket right so then that way yeah. you get that right now we can add on another play and, and, and another yeah. skill i think this is the same thing here you know, those calls, you know, it, it adds a layer of complexity to it. And I think you have to be honest with, you know, watch their core abilities, the base of what you expect, which is dealing with the customers here on the ground in the drive before you start throwing phone calls at them. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. So let's 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 add another variable here. Let's add another layer of complexity to the math problem. OK, so I'm, I'm the I'm the BDC rep, right? I can take sales or service. The phone lights up two lines at the same time, sales and service. Which one am I going to answer? Well, I think part of that variable is, well, if I, if I don't answer the one, where is it going to go? And yep. what's the level of competency of that team for handling it? Yeah. Right. So if I, if I know I have eight or 10 salespeople that are waiting to get that overflow call and that they're all well-trained and well-versed and they're going to handle the call the same way I would or almost as good, right, then I'll take the service call. You know what I'm saying? Now fold in my pay plan. How am I paid? Ah. Okay. Which calls more valuable to me personally? Huh. Right? And what's valuable to the dealership should be valuable to me personally. Yep. Yeah, so that's so the really, it's really a pay plan question, right? right? Yeah, you set that's it up right. I think it's, it's interesting because it, the way that I've experienced BDCs is and again, it's just my own experience. Um, I've never seen incentives put in place for sales BDC people. Like it's just a take the call, get the information, redirect. But I've never heard of anybody splitting a deal with a BDC person. No, right? no, no. So be okay. So yeah, because we're. But hold on, hold on. So so let me continue with that before you go into your into your rant, which I know you will. I know you're, you know, you're pro. No, no, I was going to rant. I was going to give you a little. No, a no, little you're, you're pro variable information. Yeah, yeah, but go ahead, okay, continue, okay, continue. Okay, okay. But on the on on the fixed side, right? 
there are pay plans that are put in place, you know, incentives, spiffs, if we call them, for those service BDC people to, how can I say this, persuade the customer, right, of getting the things that they need done within the, the appointment setting, right? It's like, you know, I know normally they, and again, we've, the consumer's been programmed to focus on only three things when it comes to, to, to vehicle maintenance. You know, brakes, tires, oil changes. So when they're calling in, they're usually calling for one of those three things all the time. And the one that's most consistent is oil changes, right? But if if I've done a good job of training my BDC rep to say, hey, last time they were in, they were due for a transmission service, a power steering service, and a brake service. If you focus on one of them, and let's say if you just bring it up and say, you know, you know, Mr. G-Man, you know, my records indicate that you're, you're past due for a brake fluid service. Would you like me to go ahead and put that as part of your your appointment and so i can tell you a proper you know uh i guess estimate of time that is going to be necessary to do that job so that you're not surprised right that's my job and if that person says well yeah go ahead and do it great and then that bdc rep is incentivized by going you set a good appointment that's going to generate income we're going to give you five bucks right i've never heard of a salesperson doing that and i could be wrong well on the sales bdc side usually it's a it's a pay plan set up on appointment show. Sometimes there's enough spit for appointment set, right? It'd be like appointment set, appointment show, and appointment sold. Okay. Some people pay on the set. I think that's I think that's a mistake. Okay. Right? Well yeah, because everybody's just, gonna be sending yeah, yes, of course, right? We're gonna have a we're gonna have a show rate that's in the in the basement. So it's usually an incentive on appointment show and appointment sold. And really I'm gonna say for the sake of argument, I think it should only be on appointment sold, right? Like I think BDC should be incentivized the same as salespeople, right? We're we're interested in the selling of the car. Yeah, see, I disagree with that. Yeah, okay, go. We got to disagree in the yeah, house. Tell me, I, I said it was for the sake of argument. No, so. no, no, no. The G-man is, is usually the one that doesn't disagree. I'm inviting the argument. Hold on, hold on. Let's, let's, let's let him talk. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here no. comes. What do you got? That's the argument. What do you got? Da, 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 da. <laughs> no, I think. Uh, I think. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, conceptually, it's hard to argue with that because the goal, the ultimate goal of the phone ringing is to go from contact to close, right? And get the car into the customer's hands. So, that's the, so everybody should be pointed at that goal. The problem is the BDC agents too too far removed to feel like they impact it. They're really there. Their, their main goal should be to set an appointment that's going to show. Right, which is setting a really solid, really good appointment that uh, that isn't you know isn't uh, uh, you know is, isn't some baseless thing, right? They they've cocked the customer, yeah, they've so- centered on a time, they've educated him, they've had a conversation, they followed up later, they confirmed the appointment, like all those things that we would take to make sure that customer shows up for that should be. That's when they kind of let it go and it goes to the salesperson. Now it's his job to take that lead and convert it into something. So I'll tell you both something that that that, and, and I agree with you, G man. Uh, you better uh, let me tell let me tell something to Jew. Let me tell you something, okay? Let me tell you something. <laughs> Going to so, tell something to Jew. You know what's funny is is I I could play this role with the Latino guy, you know? Yeah, I can tell you right now. Hey. So hey, listen to this, okay? So there's a Happy Feet reference. Sorry. Let me tell something to Jew. Let me tell you something to Jew. <laughs> hey, so. In my perfect world, if 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 and when, G-Man, we have our own store, if we ever decide to do that, which we, we've never discussed. But let's say I had we had our own store. 
in my envision is the person that has contact with the establishment is the person that controls the outcome of everything. Let me give you an example. If per se, you have this BDC and the call comes in and let's say it's, let's say G man, you're calling me, right? I want to handle your experience from contact to close. I want to be the guy that, that, that guides you there. Like you call in and go, Hey, you know, I've been looking at this particular car or I've been wanting this. Great. Let me get that set up for you. Yeah. So I'm thinking this, this, and this great. Uh, so what's going to happen? Like, look, this is what's going to happen. This is what I want to do. I want you to come in. You're going to see so-and-so when you see that so-and-so they're going to set you, they're going to write you up. We're going to do this initial thing, right? Walk you through this process. They're going to do whatever it is I tell them to do. Then what I, once, once all that's said and done, I'm going to follow up with you, make sure that things are done accordingly, that what I said happened. And I'm, I'm going to get the report on what your needs are, and I will call you and let you know what those needs are, and then we can discuss this. So it's it, so to me, it's like you're gonna have that constant contact with that person instead of being directed. It's almost like I am the rep and everybody works for me, and because you're working with me, I'm getting things done for you. Hmm. Does that make sense? So then same thing for sales, like you're calling them for sales, hey listen, uh, ben is the guy who's on the phone. Hey, guys, welcome. Yeah, you want to do this? Sure, not a problem. You're looking at that 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 Ford F-150? Absolutely. Great. Let's look at this. Let's talk about it. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to come in. I'm going to set up an appointment. You're going to see so-and-so. They're going to show you the car. They're going to test drive the car with you. They're going to do everything with you. They're going to make sure that they do everything necessary to make you feel empowered, knowledgeable, and engaged in the product. Right? After said and done, we're going to talk and decide, okay, what do you think? What are the goods? What are, I'm, then I'm going to direct you. I just I just see this person who's like a concierge of the buying process of anything. Like they're that guy or girl. You see what I'm saying? So that the entire time the customer's thinking, holy cow, I called in this place. I talked to this person. They took charge. They did this. I went in. They showed me this. I, it felt so like non-intrusive i didn't feel like i was gonna get sold something it was just all there while at the same time i had this person that wasn't there connecting with me guiding me telling me making me feel comfortable does that make sense yeah and so to me i think th i think to me that's like an out of the box experience of things where you're like how does this person know to set everything up for me wow that person is impactful well <clears throat> to piggyback on your tail there I remember the the first time I went to Nordstrom's to buy clothing, right? Mm -hmm. And it was a uh, everybody says, "Oh, you got to go to the half yearly sale. Go to the half yearly sale." Mm -hmm. And and if you've ever been to a Nordstrom's half yearly sale, it's it's pandemonium there. Mm -hmm. It's like crazy. Um, and so I tried to find some things, and there was a salesperson there. She got a hold of me, and she's like, "You know what are you looking for? This and that." And I said, "Well, I'm, I just need some shirts, and you know, I just heard you guys had some good deals. I'm trying to get some good deals on some shirts." She goes, "No problem. I'll find stuff for you. What's your size?" She measured me. She gave me a couple, sends me to the dressing room, and then I can't even get out of the dang dressing room. She keeps, just keeps bringing me shirts to try. Like, how about this one? How about this one? How about this one? How about these pants? Mm -hmm. And so I walk out of there, you know, a few hundred dollars lighter in my wallet. But I walked out with some pretty decent stuff, and I felt pretty good about it. And it was nice having that person there. Yeah. You know, without having my wife there with me this time, it was nice having somebody there helping me, like, not have to fight these people off yeah. to get at these shirts. But here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. So she calls me a couple of weeks later and says, hey, by the way, the sale's over. 
but we have some leftover shirts at, at a really good price. They're going to keep them at their sale wow. price. Wow, she size. called you? She called me. And she said, called you? She called me and said, come, why don't you do this? Why don't you just, wow. like, no pressure, just come down and see what I've got. I'll set everything up for you, no problem. So I said, nope. Well, okay, fine. So I went down there after work one night, and uh, and I walked in, and she goes, and I, I went up to the cash register. She was there. They paged her. She showed up. And uh, she says, oh, okay, yeah, 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 come here, come here, come here. So she hauls me into the back and walks me into a dressing room. And she says, go ahead, just sit down, wait here for just one second. Actually, they have the the um, area where they do the alterations. She has comes back in lingerie. Has, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> she has me sit there, comes back with the shirts in like wrapped in cellophane, like they came out of the dry cleaner and then walked me to the dressing room and I tried them on and I walked out of there with a couple more shirts. And so I was like, I, I have never experienced anything like that before and quite frankly, never experienced anything like that afterwards. Like, but she, uh, that was a, like I kept her card because she's like, I want her to be my personal shopper. You know, it was just amazing. That, but that makes, like you said, that, that. Sounds like she wanted you to be her personal well. buyer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been to Nordstrom and I've never had anybody call me. And uh, obviously I'm fat and ugly and so I don't qualify. But <laughs> I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. I, 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 I wonder if we could get a, a, a mug shot of her top 50 customers. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Are, they, are they all guys in stocking caps with like, uh, you know, graying beards, right? Like, yes, that's them. That's them. Are they all like good dads, you know? Yeah, right, 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 right. She's like, you have an amazing dad bod. Yeah. Gary. Tell us about the third call, Gary. What was the third call you got from her? <laughs> I got some pants now. You yeah. don't have some underwear. Meet me at this parking lot. Just come by my house. Like I got this. I got a hotel room. I got all your stuff there. You don't have to fight the crowds. I got this dressing it's room. It's at the Hilton. It's all wrapped in cellophane. Okay, so in my head, I didn't go there. Oh, all right, maybe I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna fight on this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think we all want that, right? Like I've tried to get I've tried to get that at stores, and you just you just don't get that, right? Yeah. Like I showed up at the Brooks Brothers outlet, right? And I, and I walked in. I'm like, listen, I need to buy new shirts. I need to buy all new shirts. I want to buy all the same. I want to find one I like. I want to buy them all, right? And I'm like, help me, right? So she measures me, and it's just, it just, it didn't go that same way, right? Yeah. She's just kind of like, well, here's three or four, and you go try them on. I'm like, no, I, I want you to toss them over the door and just, you know, while I'm in here, I just want to get this thing done, right? Like, serve me as best you can. Show me what I want. Like, let me just, and I'll buy them all, right, if they fit and I like them. And uh, you just don't get that these days, right? It's like yeah. So that's the question here. That that and and I think that that's one of the things that I struggle with at times when I look at positions in any business, right? Which positions have the greatest impact on your business? And I think that especially in the automotive business, we overlook the impact of the small people. Let's go back. It's funny. It it just hit me like a like a freaking oh it exploded in my head g-man you've been talking about lately every single time we turn around you're like it's the little things it's the little it's the little what hit small hinges move huge doors yeah right little hinges swing big doors. yeah, yeah. and so little hinges swing big doors and i don't I, i'm thinking right now like honestly the people who could generate the most amount of money 
are your frontline workers of customer service. Who are those people? Your greeters, your porters, your, you know what I'm saying? Those are the people that really create that, that sense of welcome. Yeah. So, and then you take that all the way up to the front, uh, the first touch point. Exactly. It's 99% of the time, it's the phone. And where are we the worst? We're the worst at the phone. It's the phone. It's always the phone. Like they and, so and the customer you, makes, they make their first impression of you in the first four seconds, right? Yep. So on the phone, it takes like six seconds on the phone, I think, to, to get a first impression. Sorry, what were you saying? I, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no, it's no. fine. I was just saying that, 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 that you're exactly right, Ben. I mean, that's where I was going with it is, is, is it needs to be created. And the BDC can become the core piece of that. And, you know, we're just talking about this, the Nordstrom's example and having that one person and how do you compensate them, right? To Ben's point, he wants to compensate them on the sale. Right. And, to, and then I said no. And you said yes, because you feel like they should be connected all the way through the transaction. And I think given that story, I've now been converted and I'm a believer that maybe that's the thing. Take that B If you don't have it, maybe you should get a BDC, connect that BDC rep all the way to the sale of the car. I don't know, G-Man. I'm starting to get a little worried. I'm starting to get a little worried about you, G-Man. Because I flip sides now? Yeah, like what's going on? Like I'm not that good. I mean, no, 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 let's finally, get... no, no, hold on. Listen, listen. Uh, sorry, Ben. This goes way back. And I apologize. I just got to talk to my, my partner in crime here, G-Man. Bro, I'm getting a little worried about you. Bro, like, I mean, I never here, thought man. I would have you change your mind about the GOAT being, you know, not Tom Brady and oh, being, being Joe Montana. <laughs> but now that I understand, I'm that good. I'm sorry, Joe. I'm retracting. I'm no, retra- no, 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 no. you're Joe, listening Joe. to this, Joe, yeah, I apologize. I to know about the ribbons. What about the ribbons? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, no, we burnt, no, we burnt those ribbons. Those ribbons are gone. So, 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 G man, hold on, man. Yeah, it's Please. funny when we moved. My kids had buckets full of those. <laughs> and I said, hey, "Guys, do you want to keep these?" You know, because they're in their twenties now. They're like, "Nah, throw those away, Dad." <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm not kidding. Is I think in the future, I I know this sounds horrible, but I would love to like break down our fees. And then be like ribbon fee, ribbon to ribbon <laughs> fee. This participation. This is the participation. Participation. Like, what is this for? I'm like, well, you know, you're dealing with a bunch of people that want ribbons, so we have to charge you for that. <laughs> this is the ribbon fee. You want to take that out? We're all winners and losers. Sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, you can mark them up like 300. percent Exactly. Right? Well, that's, I'm gonna have to do that. You know what? Because we listen, gave out a hundred ribbons. Then <laughs> cost ben, you 300. dollars So we've been working with some people, and and like we say, like, look, let me just be brutally honest. You got some losers on your team. I don't have any losers. In I really don't like you using that word. Okay, well then we bought some ribbons for you. Here's a surcharge for that. Yes. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Now coming in eighth place, <laughs> Timmy. Oh man. Anyway, no, I, 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 I'll tell you, Gary. There's there's the moments when you're on the phone with somebody where like you have an opportunity to set a garbage appointment. You yep, know, right. if you tell the person this certain thing, they're going to show up yep. and you know that if they show up, there's no way they're buying a car. Yeah. Right. Because oh. because their expectation. Coming in and the reality of what we're about to deliver on are very different things. And so if I have a pay plan that incentivizes me just on getting people to the store, no matter what. I'm going to bring in some bombs, man. And that, that just, that creates division amongst the team, right? Mm -hmm. You know, five minutes after the person arrives, they leave angry 
Yeah. And the salesperson had no chance. They did their best. They had no chance. And everybody's like, well, at least Ben got his 20 bucks for the appointment. (laughs) 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 You know what I'm saying? No, I get it. Yeah. They used to call me that as a BDC rep. Hey, 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Hey, 20 bucks. What's up? 20 20 bucks. bucks? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Lungs, you got your 20 bucks, man. It's all good. (laughs) So, okay. So then, then let me ask you this question, Ben. Let me ask you this one. When it comes, I'm sorry. When you to, address me, could you use my my proper oh, and rightful Professor, term, please? Professor Thank ben, you. Thank Professor you. Appreciate ben, that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you, <laughs> Professor Ben. Well, you're the J in my PB. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm very. Sweet. I'm going to leave the room. Leave you guys alone for a little while. It's not. <laughs> Listen, man. It doesn't. If it's just B and J, it doesn't work. <laughs> Whoa. It's gotta oh, be PB so and J. It's gotta be PB. Yeah, we gotta have something. So uh, you're gonna bleep that out, no problem. <laughs> we're definitely not bleeping that out. So, oh my god, I'm gonna die. Go ahead. What's your question? What's your question? Poor G man's gonna stop die. smoking. Got some COVID over there. You better cover that COVID oh, you cough. Not have that. So, all right. So, what do you do in those situations? I mean, so that's the thing that I'm a little concerned about as well. Is those people. So the other night, I don't know if I, I, I think I told you this or if not, the other night I watched the boiler room, right? And mm. there's these guys, you know, they say in there like, like, look, don't, don't, don't get me, don't give me any wood. That's what the thing, don't give me any wood. And so just to, to let the public know if, if, you know, our audience, if, if you've watched the boiler room, there's a scene or multiple scenes where they talk about wood, what is wood? And wood is like when you're literally just going through the motions of the call but you're not focused on getting the sale or getting the, them commit or making an appointment. Yeah, it's all man. like, yeah. yeah, let me let me send you out this stuff. And then they, they're like, oh, I got a call. You know, count this. And it, it's a bad lead. It's just a bad it's lead. It's like you, right? you feel all good about the fact that you gave out a brochure. It's like, exactly. what? Exactly. Yeah, man, I gave him brochure, and he's it's gonna like, call me when he's when he's ready to buy. Yeah, like I'm like, excited about this yeah, thing. Like, he what? wanted to know. Yeah, he wanted to know about that new Corvette, so I just sent him a brochure. It's like, really, you didn't get a deposit? Didn't... Well, no, because he was looking at Mustangs too. It's like, why was he in the market for a Corvette? What what even puts him in the market? Right? What what does he like about that specific car? Has he looked at Corvettes before? Is he a current Corvette owner? What other models is he comparing against? All exactly. this stuff, right? Exactly. Well, I don't know. I just sent him a brochure, and he'll call me when he's ready. If he wants to buy exactly. one, he knows and, where know, I am, and, and so, he'll and, call and, me. And I'm telling you right now, Ben, that more in, more in service than it is sales. You got to admit this. We encounter all the time, like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. Uh, you know, I don't support this whole. That that seems like you're just trying to, to like, gate you know gauge uh, uh, gouge people, right? You're just trying to like force something down their throat. All he wanted was was a brochure on the Corvette. Like, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Like, like what kind of business are you trying to run here? Like, no, they're they're calling yeah. in, and, and and I'm supposed to just be the customer service guy. Like, I'm mm. supposed to just give them what they want. Like, I don't feel comfortable you trying to tell me to make them come in for, for an appointment. Like, I don't think that's right. It's freedom of choice. Like, I, I'm like, holy shnikes. Yeah, no, it's for real, man. That's for that's real. That's the real, right? That. Like, I, yeah, I, that, we I mean, that's that. what people think. When you really get down to what people really think, yep. especially underperformers, when you really get down to what they think, you get them to reveal their true opinions, that's what it is. I don't want to make anybody do anything. I don't want to manipulate anybody. I don't feel that it's right 
right? My job is to answer their questions and just be here for whatever they need. And that's the difference. I'm sorry. I'm going to say that's the difference between a salesperson and somebody who's not a salesperson, right? And really, really, the purpose of a salesperson, as I've said over and over, is to guide others through the process of making that big decision. Yeah. And so if I don't get the context of what it takes for you to make that big decision, I, I'm just it's like giving relationship advice based on one thing. Right. Somebody comes up to you and they're like, you know, it's, it's, let's say it's a friend of yours. Right. They're like, I just I don't know if this person is right for me. You know, this man, this woman, I, I just don't know if they're right for you. And you're like, yeah, it's a good question. You know, I got this book over here. Maybe maybe you should read this book, right? And then you go away and you tell all your friends that I, I gave this great relationship advice to somebody. You know, I I, I, I did what I needed to do. I, I did the right thing. I gave them the book and they're going to read it. It's like, well, did you talk to them? <laughs> I mean, did you, did you ask them why do they feel this way? Did you ask them how's the relationship going? I mean, did you ask them? How they arrived at this thought, where they're at, did you ask what they like, what they dislike, what they're really struggling with? Did you get into the meat of of what's actually going on? Well, no. Well, what fucking kind of friend are you then, right? <laughs> and that's what we do. We look at these salespeople and be like, you don't know any of this stuff. What kind of salesperson are you? Because your purpose is to help guide others through the process of making this big decision. And if you don't know anything, then what good are you? Yeah. Get out of here. Let me replace you with a pro, right? But mm-hmm. but the thing is, people can learn this thing. I sincerely believe that people can learn this thing. And it just requires a reorientation in the brain, right? That sales is not just trying to get other people to do what you want them to do, right? But that sales is a service that we provide of helping people through their decision. Yeah. What do you think about that? I agree with that one hundred percent. Like you're, you're moving on. You're helping. <laughs> you're well. You're helping. I mean, I I agree. I don't know. You want me to disagree? I could disagree, but um, I think I it's, mean, same, can, it's, how... it's it's no different than the service drive. I mean, the, the thing we always preach in the service drive is the same thing. It's that you're not there trying to sell them something. You're not trying to sell them a, a transmission fluid, you know, service. What you're trying to, to do is is get them to understand that it's important and that they need it and guide them through the education and decision process in a way in which it protects them. It protects their investment, right? It's, it's, it's a need. And it's the same way with the car. They're there to buy a car. You're trying to, not trying to, to talk them into buying, you know, oceanfront property in the, in the middle of Colorado. What you're asking for them to do is to, is to get something that they need to get, you know, and, and trust you and, have you be the guide and guide them through that process, right? If I hear you, you know, right. okay. So, 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 man, I don't know if this is another topic that we should. I because I mean, it's to, off the BDC topic, but essentially, yeah, the BDC agents, the one that's supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, how far are taking we taking apart? I mean, how much, how much time have we done so far? Because I'll tell you. I mean, right here, now. here's the thing, man. You didn't call these people up out of the blue to try to pitch them a bogus stock. I mean, in most cases, they called you. Or they mm-hmm. engaged with you somehow because they're interested. So when right, you get so somebody I that think, asks you a question, there's always a reason behind the question. Right, always. Right. right exactly. I think, I think so, it's so, your okay, job well, to figure so, out what so, it is. Okay. So when it comes to the BDC and which one to pick up the phone, what's the takeaway? 
What's the takeaway? You pick up the sales call every time. Bullshit. It's pick up the service call every time. You learn nothing, Ben. Nothing on this call. (laughs) And you know what? I love it. I mean, honestly, you should make a copy and maybe create your own. You know, we'll put this on your little feed of whatever so that you get your people to support you. Because trust me. My little feed of whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's just do that. (laughs) Jeez. What kind of put down is that? We're going to put ours on ours. You know, you have a little thing going. (laughs) You know what? You can put this out there on your little thing. My little thing's about right, to smack right, you in the face. All right, all right, all right. This sounds good. This sounds good. This sounds good. Okay. So, um, yeah, man, this is good this info. One. I think this yeah, is good. Well, I, I think it's good. I and think if this is good. I think we need to move on to the next one. Yep. And I would, so, here's, in closing, here's what I would say. If you're thinking about, like, think about what we're talking about. At, at the end of the day, we were talking about having somebody be that first, you know, that first presence, that first touch point, and really gluing that customer to you, whether it's on the service side or the sales side. And I think having a BDC, if you don't have one now, or having some sort of call center that is that snare, that net that catches everybody as they come in, they're well-trained, they do a really good job on the front end on the phone, um, I think you're going to see a huge impact on your business. And if you if you have one, awesome. Tune it up. Make sure it's good. Get some training. If you don't have one, um, get it. If, if you need help, we're, you know, we can always help. We, we're, we've installed this. We've done this several times. So if you're looking for somebody to help you with that, you know, you can always come check us out. If not us, you know, please look for somebody else. But uh, get help, get it done, because it's. I think it's important to the health and the the to the truth is the longevity of this industry in general, right? Not just not just one store, but everybody. Yeah, I mean, here's the deal, right? Like you you've you, you've spent all this money. We've created, we've done all this effort. Like I I want to get my phone to ring as a business owner. I want to get my phone to yeah. ring. I, I put all this energy out into the world, out into the universe to get my phone to ring. Because when my phone rings, it means that somebody has come across my stuff. They've they, they've probably checked me out a little bit online. They've determined that they want to carry the conversation further. And so they dial the phone. Yeah. And am I, am I going to risk that phone call to somebody who doesn't know what the hell they're talking about? Or just to Why chance. would I do that? Or just a chance, you know? Like, somebody will pick it up, I guess. But you need to have a system and, and a process for that. It's so gold. It's We gold. live and die by the phone. Still, we live and die by the phone. So, hey, Ben, we appreciate you coming on with us. Yeah, talking thanks, you guys. This. Thanks for having me. Coach Jay. Oh, we're not, we're not done. We're going we're gonna to do uh, another one. We're going to do another one real quick. He's. Um, we're not done. We're going to stop this one, on. and we're, move on to, we're going to go on to the next one. Well, in order to stop this one, we have to conclude it. So if you could just conclude the episode. Yeah, if you could help us out and give us a conclusion. I thought you just did that. Like, you know, just no, but did I mean, it, yeah, I, I get, I get, I don't know who's on the phone texting and got a girl. You start, the, start like, over. You, thank me. Could, just, just, yeah, thank, just throw down thank, a, thank hey, me uh, again, Gary. This is what Gary. Say, th- say, Ben, thanks for joining hey, us. And Gene's going to say, yeah, no, no, thanks. No, no. This has Hold been on, another no. episode I, of Hard Shop Life. Hold on I need to answer. I need to answer G-Man's question. You're going to cut this out anyway, aren't you? No, I'm not going to cut it out. I'm going to answer G-Man's question. Hold on. <laughs> I'm on Nordstrom.com looking for somebody to personally help me buy some fucking Jeez, shirts. Pete, he's trying to find this salesperson. I'm trying to find the salesperson. You don't have a beard, man. Nordstrom. You're not her type. It's not going to work That's out so for you. true, man. Jeez Louise. All right. We're out of here. Thank you very All much. All right. Well, it's another episode of Hard Shop Life in the books. In the books.